Hey guys, welcome back to what I wish I'd known about self-publishing before I got started. I am Carly with Dragon Key Press, and today I'd like to talk about some tips for editing and doing it yourself. In the last episode, I basically went over the main types and kind of split hairs on some of them, and kind of made it sound like these are basically all the editors you need to hire, unless you're going to do it yourself. Let's face it, doing it yourself is definitely the cheapest, most cost-effective method. But not all of us are great at the editing thing. And even those of us who have a decent background with editing find that there are times where we definitely need an outside opinion, someone who will just read it, a friend, a colleague, or whatever, just for that structural editing, the developmental editing, those kinds of things. But I have some pretty much tried and true methods or tips and tricks that can help if you're deciding to do this pretty much all on your own, which admittedly I do sometimes do. So here's my tips for editing when doing it yourself. It is safe to say everyone has a surefire way of making sure your book is edited and ready to go, but it's been my experience there is no one size fits all when it comes to editing. A lot will depend on the genre of your book whether it's fiction, nonfiction, children's, adult, young adult, etc. And there will be times when spell check and grammar check will simply just break out because of unknown words, run-on sentences, fragments, etc. And there will be times when those tools won't realize that, yes, it is a complete sentence, but using a verb or other part of speech you're not familiar with. Because, hey, made-up words are awesome. There are certainly plenty of programs out there that will help when it comes to editing as well. One of those, the better known ones, being Grammarly. But the Hemingway app is also a good one when it comes to sentence structure and catching those pesky run-on sentences. It will also give you the reading level of your work, help you cut down on those pesky L-Y words, and give you a bunch of other suggestions. Consider that more like structural slash, I don't know, the next one down. My brain suddenly died. And you can use this program for free online, though you can also download it for a fee. As for Grammarly, I admit I have never used it, so I can't give you much on that other than that I've seen ads, and I hear it's a great program, but no program is perfect, so just keep that in mind. And sometimes it's okay to break those tried-and-true grammar rules to get across the information you need to, particularly in creative writing. Just don't do it if you're writing non-creative non-fiction, because those publishers tend to be a lot more stickler than others. So, here are some good tips if you want to avoid using those programs or can't afford to, or anything else. KDP's Manuscript Check and Smashwords Neat Grinder will catch at least some of your errors and so forth. Words that aren't typical, some grammar stuff, etc. Which is nice and all, but they're not a be-all catch-all. Smashwords Neat Grinder is looking more for structural and formatting than anything else. Other options include getting your beta readers to read through for the initial edits, content and flow, and if they actually have some kind of background or knowledge about grammar or whatnot, they can be helpful there. Little hint, I don't recommend necessarily asking friends and family unless you know they're a bit on the book snob side and won't tell you it's awesome just because they don't want to make you feel bad. Same goes for writing groups that are all about the feels and less about, hey, let's make this a great book, story, manuscript, whatever. You want to mix a positive and constructive criticism. 
Note, I said constructive, not negative, because there is a difference. Negative is meant to just tear it all down and be abusive and all kinds of not awesome stuff. Constructive, on the other hand, though it may be harsh or seem harsh, is meant to help you build it up to a better version. And remember, you can always pick and choose what suggestions are offered, which ones you want to use, etc. It's not like you have to actually use anybody's suggestions. This is your manuscript, after all. The same goes for asking friends or freelancers to edit through your work. It's your baby, so you get to decide what criticisms and suggestions stick. Just try not to take any to heart, because it's not a reflection of you, even if it feels like it. Just remember to take the suggestions of others with a grain of salt, because they can't see the whole picture like you can. But if they can't follow the story or feel something is missing, and more than once say it, you might want to take a deeper look to see if you're telling it more than showing in your work. You may know the world, etc. by heart, but those readers don't, and if they can't follow it, then you might want to go back and revise. Something I have only recently come across as helpful, even though I've been doing it for years with my husband, somehow just didn't make the connection until my husband pointed it out, is to read your manuscript out loud. It doesn't have to be to an audience. You can totally do it to yourself, in a closet, a quiet room, wherever you feel comfortable. It also doesn't hurt to record it and listen to it as if it's coming from someone else, which I know can be even more daunting because most people don't like to hear their recorded voice. I know this from experience. But look at this way. When you read it out loud, you can hear whether or not a sentence makes sense if it runs too long, aka you run out of breath before you can finish reading it. You can hear the story in a completely different way than if you just read it off the computer screen over and over again in your head. Because, let's face it, most of us tend to just look at the same Word document scanning through for those errors we may never find because we've basically gone blind to them. But, when we read it aloud, those errors become a lot more obvious. We repeat too many of the same word. It becomes, well, obvious. We get to experience it on a similar level to those who have never read it before, and that is invaluable. If you're hesitant about reading your work out loud, or you want more tools, try printing it off with each version variation in a different font or style. This helps trick your brain into thinking it's something completely new and different, instead of something you've been staring at ad nauseum. You can also do this on your computer screen, but there's just something about seeing it in print that changes your perspective. That, and it's easier to write in notes, including correction notes, than it is if it's on a computer screen. Just make sure you can read your handwriting, otherwise it becomes a problem. Always take a step away from your draft before heading into another round of edits so you give yourself some distance. Clear a little headspace. For me, it's sometimes a matter of days or even months, depending on how busy life is, or how many other projects I have going on at the same time. Sometimes you need that extra time to let it sit and percolate in the back of your brain before going for it. There are, admittedly, times when I don't do much editing at all. That's mostly with my fanfictions, which I see as another tool in the writer's belt because it helps you learn how to play with different types of characters others have already created, different worlds, genres, etc. But that's a lesson for another time. One thing, though, when you think you've come to that final edit, make sure you put it in book format because, hey, we're doing this ourselves, right? We've got to format it, too, and then print it off and go through it one last time. 
proofreading, right? Highlight the grammar issues, the misspelled words, or anything you're not sure on. Some words have multiple different spellings, though each means something different, like rain, rain, and rain, aka to rain in a horse, when it rains, and reigning a kingdom as examples. And if you feel your mind is rebelling, give yourself a break from editing and move on to another project for a while. Give your brain a rest. You're not going to edit through an entire novel in one day, so set little goals of how many pages you'd like to get through at a time. Break it up into little chunks, and it will make it easier, even if you're reading it out loud. Editing is a process and takes time, so don't rush it. You never know what new things your story or characters will tell you when you're actually listening and paying attention to them through the editing process. Little details we might take for granted can add more life to the character. Or maybe they need to be cats. Because, let's face it, sometimes there are scenes or segments that we really, really like, but in the grand scheme of things, make no sense. It hurts, but do it anyway. It's that threaded, don't be afraid to cut your darlings. Not everything you write belongs in the finished print. It doesn't make sense in the story, doesn't move it along, enhance the characters, etc. Kill it. Yes, it will suck. It's almost like cutting off a part of yourself, but you'll thank yourself later. And if you find you don't, you can always go back with a second edition, adding back in those things you cut. There is no right or wrong answer here, as long as the writing isn't subpar, riddled with grammar mistakes, long punctuation, misspelled words, and overused propositional phrases, or the like. But when it comes to content, if it doesn't enhance the story, hold true to the narrative, cut it. Just cut it. Just as we need to be creative, we also need to be surgical in what we allow to continue in the body of the story. Not everything needs to go in. Even movies leave things on the cutting room floor. And it's okay. Mourn it if you need to, and then move on. If you do end up cutting a darling, don't want to put it back in for a second edition, but still want to use it somewhere, use it as a means to write another story. Short or long, doesn't matter. Those things have a place too. Nothing you write even if it is cut, is wasted. Remember that, and editing becomes a lot easier. I hope this has given you a few tips and tricks, maybe a few ideas you hadn't thought of before in helping with editing. And if you have any ideas or suggestions of your own to help with editing, feel free to comment below, and I will try to highlight them in a future video. I am Carly with Dragon Cave Press, and I hope to see you next time.